Hi guys and welcome to the second episode of the DSA Gardening Podcast. Um, sorry it's taking a little bit longer to get this one out. I've been trying to work out how to get it onto iTunes and iTunes are being very difficult at the minute. Um, and I wanted to try and post the second one straight to iTunes but at the minute it's not possible so you won't be listening on iTunes. More than likely Spotify, Google or Anchor at the minute. It is on all of the platforms as well. So thanks again for coming and joining me on the second episode. I asked a few friends for some topics this time and they'll be what I'm going on about today. Um, so a little bit different this time as well. Down in the description there'll be time cards for each subject because a few people have asked my specific opinions on subjects and the easiest way to do that is to know where the subject starts and ends. So I will do it like before three parts but i will put timestamps in the base below so sorry for ranting about like that and that's what it'd be like from now on so the first subject i was asked to speak on was machinery demos and like local suppliers helping you out machinery demos um so if any of you follow us on instagram facebook youtube all under dsa gardening obviously you will know that we have been lucky enough to demo quite a bit of equipment um, from cordless all the way through to the minute we have the Ferris um, Z136 stand-on mower at the minute um, demoing is I think a very large and essential part of being in the gardening landscaping game because you get to actually physically try the tools a lot of demos are done differently though, um, we have been very lucky, we have long term ones, um, that's not always available, again that comes from something I spoke about in the first episode is that we have quite a large social media following, so it gives the companies a little bit more incentive to let us have the equipment for a bit longer as they get more coverage. Most places will do demos, especially a local dealer, they will all have demo units, so they'll keep them for around a year and they will run them and then once they're over and done with they sell them on at a discounted price or the person that last demoed them or someone that's demoed them can have them um, it is a very good way to get to try out new tools and equipment especially if you can't afford to buy them straight out or you have to try and work out what's the best option for you obviously there's YouTube there's other reviews and stuff like that but to physically stand on the machines i.e. we have had the sit down 48 from ferris we've just we've got the 36 still we've had the arians 48 and we have the countax c600 c800 i can't remember which one it is that's an owned machine it's not on demo but we do a very sloped garden and the tractor struggles on it and the 48 sit down zero turn struggled on it as well but the 36 stand on took it like a champ um, we would have never known that from people's reviews because every garden's different obviously the 48 was absolutely fine it just didn't take it as good as what the 36 did and both did a lot better than the tractor the tractor you have to come uphill but the issue with that is it's got a very heavy rear end you get to the top and it wants to pull a wheelie on you you lose all your steering you've got to slowly reverse back down until you get your steering back both the 48 and the 36 Ferris um, did absolutely fine, uh, but the 36 was much better and I would have expected the 48 sit down to be a lot better. 
Um, and again, with demoing like the battery equipment, so you asked me 18 months ago, I would have never ever said I would have gone battery. I'd have thought about having the odd bits we did at the time have the Makita blower, the Makita mower, but there was literally more of a just a like a two or three tiny guys that we had. They made life a little bit easier on them. Um, and then we got the Steiger stuff for long-term demo. The Steiger stuff has really changed his mind. Bear in mind, this isn't the professional range either. This is the consumer range that we have, the 500 series. And especially the blower and the hedge cutters have been utter game changers. I haven't started my BG5... I can't remember what it is now. The small handheld still, I've not started that in over a year. Except to make sure that the fuel has run out of it, uh, so it didn't go off. Um, I have got rid of the HS45 still petrol small hedge cutters. I haven't used them in a very long time. Obviously, we have to keep the big petrol stuff, the combi units and the bigger single-sided still 81Rs, I think they are. Um, to tackle really thick hedges because, as I say, these are consumer units. We uh, consumer. These are the home unit units we are using, and they are not designed to tackle super thick hedges. But they do the job. We have the telescopic hedge cutters from Steiger as well. We bought them ones, um, so not it's not given all given to us. And we go, oh yeah, it's brilliant because we've been given it free. You're gonna have that opinion that it's better. Um, but it's not, it's literally, we was given a few for a long term demo and we decided that we liked them and invested more money into them. So we have the small handhelds, we have the full 500 series range except for the chainsaw, which includes the long reach now. Um, they aren't going to be taking big conifers down all day like our still um, long reach edge cutters do, but for day to day trimming and general maintenance they are an absolute game changer. And all this is from demoing machines. So to anyone that wants to demo equipment, always check. This is this is a thing as well. So as we've discussed before, maybe not in this, but I've discussed with a lot of people that are listening to this, supporting your local dealer is the way to go. If you've got a good local dealer, because you do not get demos from online companies, maybe like the Ferris, yeah, that's come from an online company. That's come from Ferris directly from TH White's. It is TH White's in it, it's Euromowers importers and that. Please, please, my apology for not remembering, my brain's not in it at the minute. Um, you can book the demos with them, same as some of the other ones, you can book them online, but it is usually a local dealer that supplies it to you. Um, so, where possible, always have a good, a good local dealer if you have one close to you. Even if you've got to travel, we travel not too far, but we do travel to our our dealer Fisco's over at Wakefield um, and they're absolutely amazing with us and if we wanted to demo anything that they had in the shop literally one phone call and they'll bring it out for us to demo um, and that's the joys of having a local dealer that you support and they will support you back now we online ones yeah it's here uh, Ferris um, 
few of the top end companies all do it all online, but majorly like your Stegas, your Wibangs, your Hondas and stuff like that, most local dealers carry them all the time and you can demo them from them. But you won't get like World of Power or something like that online aren't going to send you out a demo unit. It's not going to happen. Um, unless someone has, and if you have, please comment or drop me an email uh, or contact me through social media to say that World of Power did send you a demo because I'd love to hear if online stores did it, but I've never seen it and I've been doing this for 10 years now. Um, so if you can demo an item, try your best to get a demo, go to your local dealer, get a good rapport with them, and you get to actually find out what the tool is like, which is really is different because no matter what reviews you watch and that you will not get the experience for yourself. I'm tall so the stand-ons look like they wouldn't work for me. I prefer the stand-on to the sit-down. Um, James is shorter than me. I thought he'd prefer the stand-on. He absolutely adores the sit-down. So that's something we would have thought differently at the time. So again we wouldn't have known that without demoing. Same as with the Aryans, we've been lucky enough to demo every single one of the Aryans. Zero turns, including the new stuff that's not even out yet. Um, and again, I wouldn't have known that the Aryans have a slightly different drive system to the Ferris without sitting on them. Because the videos do say that, but what's different in your mind until you have a go with it. So that's demoing machines. If you can, try and demo them before you buy and always have a good rapport with your local dealer and then that's how you get a demo unit um, and then so the next topic was one that was highly asked for me to talk about is toxicity in the UK gardening social media world so as I said before social media is the biggest platform for advertising work and just for getting together that there is now um, but the UK community, should we say, has one of the worst toxicities, tox, toxicities, toxicities I have seen within any. Okay, the American ones do have their ups and downs, but overall they're quite supportive of each other, and you don't get much hate or forcibly thumbs downing or making sure that you point out every single mistake in a video. In the UK. All social media seems to be a point of, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? It seems to be a point of attack for you. So, luckily we have quite a good rapport with a lot of people, but some of our friends and some of our um, other local companies don't like the idea that we are on social media. A few of them, and this is where my customers and friends have told me that they spoke to other local gardeners and our names have been brought up as, oh, it must be brilliant for those guys getting free equipment, getting all this stuff done and, oh, they just do the charity events just to gain a bit of publicity. Well, yeah, that's why any company does anything to do with charity. Um, it's publicity, so it's gaining for everyone. Nobody does charity out of the goodness of the heart just for zero gain when it comes to a commercial entity. So, we do quite a lot of charity work. Unfortunately, this year, due to COVID, we've not been able to do as much. Uh, but you'll see soon that we do have some stuff coming up with the Christmas trees and that, that I haven't officially released yet. But last year, we did a full month in pink uniform for breast cancer awareness. The year before that, we collected gifts, trees and toys for 
kids and women from broken homes that had to escape um, like beatings and stuff like that. Uh, domestic violence, sorry. And the year before that, I built things and we collected money for a child's cystic fibrosis charity and so on and so forth. And during the year, we did sponsored race for life, uh, give away free items, give away hundreds and hundreds of free gift bags one Christmas for a charity so they could give gifts out to kids. Um, and every time we've done that, there has been again for us never a monetary gain because that's not the point of charity but a public awareness in social media um so f like physical people sharing us um every time we share a post it always has a link to us in it and it does good for the community it does good for us and it does good for the charity that we do it for um so we have had people again social toxicity social media toxicity we have had people use it as oh it must be great for them to be able to just do all this well it's not we lose money doing it it costs us money it costs us time which is very expensive but that's not the point we're doing it to do something give something back to the community that we work within and to give ourselves a bit of advertising because if you do anything for charity work people will notice and people will spread it around more than if you just put a general post on um, that's totally fine but for people to use stuff that we do on social media to help charities as an excuse to dislike us is wrong and that's the issue with toxicity in the social media community in the UK um, if any of you follow any of the bigger UK YouTubers, Instagrammers in the gardening community, the amount of hate that they get is unbelievable. Um, literal whole groups created just to beat them down. And if, obviously most people listening to this are fellow gardeners, if you are on multiple of the gardening groups online, you will see that on some of the pages, the amount of horrible comments and oh why would you do this oh why would you do that type of thing oh you're stupid to do this you're stupid to do that on a lot of groups just because oh, i've been doing it 15 years and i will ever use battery tools i will only ever use petrol why would anyone only girls want to use battery tools it's like oh grow up seriously it's better for the environment it's better for the vibrations being big and hard means nothing when you have white finger or you're deaf when you're older and you can't do anything. So saving a bit of wear and tear on your body now gains your shoulder. Nobody wants to be a 60-year-old, big old, I'm big old bloke, me, I love my pints. Um, but I can't hold it straight because it's vibrating in my hand from having damage due to using petrol tools without vibration protection and stuff like that my whole life. There's not big and hard about that. There is nothing wrong with trying to improve it, making stuff to make your life easier. And that's one of the biggest issues in the UK community is we have such differing conditions. So even though we're only small right now it is too wet for us to do anything up here on the grass it's so wet whereas down south we've still got quite dry conditions and it's still growing um, and people take that upon themselves to say well you're doing it wrong well it might be wrong to you in your area but it's not wrong to us in our area and also if i want to do it that way that's different to how you was taught or how you do it doesn't make it wrong and that's the biggest issue with the toxicity is that they jump on it and if you 
So in the American community, you'll notice, oh, I've been and bought my first push mower today. And 99% of the comments are, oh, great, keep powering, you're going to get there, you're going to get going. On 99% of the UK community, you put, oh, I've gone and bought this... I don't know if it's a good brand or not, but it's stuck in my head. Long King, Lawnmower from JTF or wherever they sell them. It was only £99, but I'm getting there. You're going to get, oh, well, you should have bought a here. Oh, well, you should have the Honda HRH. Oh, you should have this. No, you've got to start somewhere. It might not be brilliant at first. It might take you twice as long to do the job. But you're out there, you're earning and you're learning. I started with a performance power. It cost eighty nine ninety nine before I switched up to the mount field that I got just after that. That thing would pick anything up, literally anything. It was an amazing mower, and people used to laugh when I, I had that in the back of a gold Rover twenty five. But it earned money, and now I have every tool I could ever want and more. So you have to start somewhere, but it doesn't seem to be like that in the UK community. Now, it's getting better, and a lot of the groups do forcibly make sure that you are positive, but the negativity in the UK community is really off-putting at the moment, especially after all the COVID stuff. So, recently, oh God, even down to wanting to... People just sharing, oh, I've been out and bought the new Ego... Longreach head trimmers say, oh, don't get them, they're for girls, I use the biggest, heaviest ones in the world, oh, my shoulders are on fire 24-7, but that's not the point, because I've got to have big petrol machinery, no, literally be positive to people, it's not difficult, even if you don't really agree with what they're doing, as long as they're doing it safely, and they're not leaving a mess, obviously if someone's chewing up all the customers' lawns and it's disgusting, a bit of... Um, what's the word I'm thinking of constructive criticism doesn't hurt but telling people that they're wrong or they're stupid and that just puts people off and especially with the year we've had positivity is something that we need to see more of especially in the UK community um, it really really is off-putting in some of these groups to share anything especially as I say we get to demo a lot of equipment I share that on there. All I'm going to get is, oh, why do you get this and we don't? Oh, it must be great. Again. And it is just, it's absolute silliness. Again, so that'd be something nice to see in the UK community. Sorry about that. I had to quickly grab a drink. So, yeah, as I was saying, be positive to people. Try and put a nice spin on things. Obviously, there's a lot of bad things going on right now, but try and put a nice, a positive spin on it. We've been lucky enough to keep working. Some people haven't. And I think one of the best guys for that is even with his downtime, Jay's little videos of him doing stuff in the garden. And same, that's Jay Chillingworth. Um, I know he's listening, and thanks for the shout-out. And then another one that's really good at the minute of sharing positive stuff on social media is Chris Wakelin, uh, the Country Cottage Gardener. Um, his recent dancing video um, was silly and exactly what the UK community needs right now. Um, if you're wanting to see a more professional, I'm not saying those two are professional, but more professional positive look on stuff, John Ryan's recent stuff is helping people with positivity and stuff like that is um, like business related posts where it comes to positivity 
and his push with the LCL as being a real beacon, beacon of light, maybe that sounds a bit, yeah, a real beacon of light through some of the tougher times this year. And again, there's loads more to mention, but those three names just stick in my head at the minute. And again, Chris, thank you for the shout out, the little plug in your video where you could see my podcast in the background. That was that was something else to say. It was just the first ever episode, and I didn't know how it was going to go down. Um, so be positive, guys. Put as much positivity out there as you can, and don't put people down for being not as well off as you or as far as what you are in life. We all start somewhere. It doesn't matter where you start as long as you do it correctly. And that's my opinion on that. So the third topic I've been asked to discuss on this podcast was the government guidelines on saving at least three months worth of essential costs, uh, bills, food and yeah, business running costs. Um, I think this stems from the fact that we don't know if they're going to do another major lockdown. We're in the second lockdown right now. The restrictions aren't as bad this time. There is people, a lot of people still going to work. Um, but it's also a good practice, no matter what time of year it is. You don't know what's going to happen. 2020 has proven this. Um, I think 2020 has shown a lot of us that there is so many things that could pop up that actually stop us from being at work. Luckily, we have been at work through most of the lockdown, reduced hours and all that type of stuff. Episode 1, I go through how COVID affected us, so if you want to go back and listen to that, or if you already have, you already know how it affected us personally. It affects everybody differently, and that's why it is just a basic advice of three months. Three months is a good amount to keep saved up. It is very difficult, especially if you're starting out. I remember in my first two or three years, three months would have been impossible to keep saved up or kept safe. Uh, We were forever having stuff break down. We were forever having to buy new things and we barely made any money anyway. Um, So there were some weeks I couldn't even work out if I had enough to fill the vehicles with fuel if we had a flat tyre could I afford to buy a new tyre so at that point I had to have like a weekend job I helped a friend out at his auction house I did um, custom LED signings signs for people I did some custom graphic designs for some people anything just to get the money in so if you aren't right now in the position where you can have obviously like the same minimum but at least a month's worth of your bills saved up just in case you become poorly you hurt yourself you have to get some work done to a vehicle or you can't work due to the weather just like it is for us now the last three weeks we've barely been out of work it's that wet up here we can't do the hedges because we can't walk on the lawns can't cut the grass because we can't walk on the lawns we've been doing a lot of pond work and that but again that's something that we have that not a lot of people do have but if you don't have the capability of keeping that amount of money saved up and you don't have a large amount saved up there's nothing wrong with having a second job it doesn't mean that you failed as a business person 
It doesn't mean you've failed at making a business, it just means that right now your business can't cover all your costs, which is perfectly normal, especially in your first few years or after the year we've had where a lot of unexpected costs have come up, uh, not being able to work, being off poorly and weather. Um, obviously there has been the self-employed grants and they will be more coming due to the second lockdown. Even though we've been at work, it has massively affected our business. Um, if you listened or have listened to the first podcast, I explain how it affected us and it affects everyone differently. And not everybody was eligible for the grants. Um, so if possible, try and keep the money saved up. And if you can't, it's not bad or wrong and you haven't failed if you have to find a second job. I did it, lots of us have done it, done other things to bring income in. Even now we have quite reliable we have quite reliable work except for the weather. Um, and our incomes are a lot better than what they was years ago. Um, we still have to find other stuff to supplement as income even now. Um, not more to cover stuff but for profit wise and just for extras. Um, so like Christmas trees which we do at Christmas, um, if you have a full waste carrier's license, do waste collection, it's not the best work in the world but it puts food on your table and that's all that matters, a roof over your head and food on your table and if you've got that you have room for improvement, you've got that chance of working towards making your business better and whatever it is that you'd like to do making that better even if it's just make your home life better without the worry of money and stuff like that if you do have money saved up then if you do become sick or poorly you don't have those worries we don't get sick pay being self-employed so if we are off sick we are not earning so having money there to cover your bills removes the stress of i've got to get out of bed this morning even if you feel like death because I need to make sure I can pay my bills tonight. If you've got the money sat there, you can take the rest and do less damage to your body. Um, my advice on it is to have one account for the money to cover your bills and your food and stuff like that, so your general day-to-day -day running costs and living costs, and then have a second savings account or cash in a safe or under your floorboards, however you want to do it. Not that I suggest that. Um, to add things to the business so you've got your bills and that covered but then you've got your extra money to say you see something that you think if I get this I can improve my business if I get this I can improve my day-to-day -day life so a new computer for work if needed to make it easier a new tool for work and you haven't got to worry about taking out of your actual savings to cover your bills so then you don't have to stress that money is there to do stuff like that uh, I've done that for a long time now, so I always keep a bit of extra money. Even if it's something that comes up just for for fun or for enjoyment, so something comes up for sale and you're like, if I buy that, I'm not going to make anything from it, but I've always wanted to do it, try it or have one. It's there, it's one you don't have to worry about, it's not going to cut into your business costs or your living costs. Um, and I always do that, that's how I just well we've been able to buy the new debris loader leaf vacuum um i saw it i liked the idea of it and i knew i had that money sat there to cover things like that um so then i could take that money out of there and not worry about the bills especially with it being a quiet month again i have the money put to one side to cover the bills and stuff like that but also just having that second savings has really helped with especially the last couple of years it builds up, I go, 
uh, we could really do with this and I don't have to think about where the money comes from I've got it sat there just to buy one so if you have the capability and the possibility of doing that I would suggest doing something like that it definitely does help with the reduction of stress from trying to wonder where the money for the bills come from I remember what the first few years of business was like and I hated not knowing how I was going to cover the costs some weeks I hated not knowing where my next bill was coming from um, something we do with some of our customers that we know quite well um, and some of the other self-employed ones because they don't always have the money at the time is I like to let them have a few jobs where we don't bill them until a certain time so what we'll do is leave it for maybe a month or two and then I'll just drop the message saying um, this is what you owe us for the last couple of months um, and they just happily pay it then so it always means I've got a bit of money sat there just in case for those just in case moments and I think that's what the government guidelines are trying to help is how unpredictable everything's become now we need to be more um, we need to plan more uh, to cover his costs and that because it's happened now it will happen again we don't know when it might not in our lifetime but it will happen again where we may have to have major lockdowns and stuff like that that may be more stringent than the ones we are now and you might not be able to work and yes the government has helped where they have been able to but it doesn't cover all our costs because that's not how it works 80% isn't 100% and if you are working hand-to-mouth 80% um, isn't the 100% that you need so if possible save what you can um, try and keep it in a separate account if you can so it's not in your main bank account or in your main wallet even if you just put some in the safe because it's very easy to spend when it's at hand or in your hand other than that like I say I'm not the best person in the world to ask for money advice right now um, if you are struggling with money issues mental issues or anything like that please look for proper help don't hide it all inside there's nothing wrong with being stressed there's nothing wrong with being depressed you don't have to um, man up in a sense there is help out there for you if you're in the green gardening industry like we are there's perennials and other charities out there but perennials is one that we work close with on one of our groups and they are available I will on the YouTube version of this I will put links to perennials in the description um, I will see if I can put links to perennials within the podcast description so if you are going through anything right now financial worries just stress in general health issues or anything like that please don't hesitate to contact people it's not worth it it's not worth bottling it all up there is help out there and it's not a bad thing to look for it don't be embarrassed it's perfectly normal we've all had to do it um, it doesn't make you less of a person or make you a failure after it has for help um, so thanks guys for listening to the second episode of the podcast um, this is my seventh attempt of recording this end bit because I kept deleting it because I go on these weird tangents that last forever. So if you keep hearing loads of cuts through this, I've recorded this one at least five or six times, seventh attempt for the end. 
um, episode three, we should have a guest on. I have got that in place now. Um, hopefully that will work. I will be testing it shortly. Um, these will be going up on YouTube when YouTube actually let me post the longer videos. They will be accompanied with 360 videos because a lot of people seem to like them. So it'll literally just be 360 footage of us doing something. And you can just watch what's going on and listen to what the audio. It'll just be the podcast playing over the top. So there's something visual to go along with it. Again, thank you for watching episode 2. Watching. Thank you for listening to episode 2. And I will catch you all again shortly. Bye.